0: More Than Conquerors is supported by the generous gifts of listeners like you. You can find us online by going to livingwordchurch.org. Why does the Bible tell us that, without faith, it is impossible to please God? Apparently it would seem that God takes our confession and exercise of faith pretty seriously. In this message, the life-changing power of simple faith will meet some of the Bible's great faith walkers and clear evidence that they fully understood what God meant by the just shall live by faith. They not only believed God's word, but confessed it, put it into action, and then, by faith, waited patiently for it to come to pass. Understanding that the faith walk was never meant to be a cakewalk, but rather a lifestyle, these mighty men coupled their simple faith with powerful hope, setting their faith in motion and enabling God to do great things in their lives. Here, learn about the five cylinders of faith and the awesomely intimate relationship of faith and hope, so intimate that without hope, faith alone can only be hopeless faith. So Pastor Ray asks, are you a faith walker? or merely a faith-talker.
1: There's nothing that is impossible for us as believers. What we need to do is to believe, get that piston, get that cylinder of faith operating, functioning, and firing the way that it needs to fire in order to get a complete faith moving so that it will accomplish the things that you seek and want and desire from God. This is what faith is. This is how faith works. It starts with knowledge. And then it moves on over to starting to believe what God's Word said. Listen, for some of you, let me tell you what. You'd be better better believing God's Word because what you've been believing all these years hasn't gotten you anywhere. If anything, it's gotten you into trouble. What you've been following and believing has gotten you in a ditch, and you don't even know you're in a ditch. And here the lifeline of God's Word comes to you, and, and yet you just stay in the, no, it's okay. I'm perfectly fine in the ditch. I'm not going anywhere, but I'm, I'm, it's wonderful. It's, it's very, very nice down here. Very comfortable. You're in a ditch. You ought to try what I'm telling you. You ought to try just believing God's Word. You ought to try learning this thing and then start putting your faith to operation by saying, yep, I I believe it. And let me tell you something. You meditate on something long enough, you're going to start to believe it. Let me tell you what. That works in the negative realm as well as the positive realm. A lot of us today are suffering or stuck where we are because of what we have meditated on. Maybe somebody said something to us. Maybe we didn't have good role models growing up as children. Maybe our parents kind of neglected some areas in our life that they should have bolstered us instead of tearing us down. They didn't do it maybe purposely. But we are today thinking we are something based upon the things that we meditated on years ago. And we wonder why we're insecure, frustrated, failures, and so on and so forth. It's because we have been fed wrong information. We meditated on that wrong information long enough that wrong information became a part of us, and that's what we believe. I had to bust through a lot of that stuff. I had to start to believe that I could succeed, that my life could be worth something, that I could do something, because God's word says it. Because I began to see what God said about me, my heavenly father, how he fashioned me, and he put me on this earth for a purpose. And then when I found that out, it was like somebody lit a fire under my pants. I've been on fire for God ever since, and I will be on fire for God till the day that I leave this earth because I am eternally grateful for what he has done and for these lessons of faith that I have learned that have helped me to be all that I am today and not totally what I'm yet to become because there is more to happen. This book ain't finished yet. I said, this book ain't finished yet. There are many more chapters yet to be written in the book on Pastor Ray. And when it's all done, I pray and believe that it will be a number one bestseller because people will say, I want to live a life like that. Come on, somebody in this house. So the second cylinder of, of faith is believing. Gotta put your faith on it. Gotta start to believe what you're reading and what you're seeing, and take it as your own. That's why I say, as you're reading the Word of God, take the promise as if it's your own. Now, now, now the third cylinder, we're in Mark, I told you to open Mark's gospel, right? It's where we left off, but we're going to go back to this. The third cylinder of faith is saying, is putting voice to it. Putting voice to it. See, one of the things that I think a lot of people are unaware of, and and again, this is why you're being robbed, And this is why your life is being hassled by the enemy, because you don't understand the power of your words. You don't understand the power of your words. I believe it's Proverbs 18, I believe, but I didn't write it down, but I think it's Proverbs 18, we won't open to it. But it says, life and death. Come on, you all know it. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. Life and death reside within this little fleshy, flappy thing that sits in the middle of my face. Life and death are in the power. In other words, your tongue has power. I'll prove to you that your tongue has power, just like what I said before. Let's go back to that thought again. A lot of us today walk with insecurity, fear, whatever, because somebody said things to us. You're stupid. You'll never amount to anything. You're this, you're that, you're the other thing. And as a result, that was maybe somebody in authority or somebody that, that you respected or you looked up to. And they spoke harsh. That's why I say parents don't ever use that kind of language with your children. Don't ever tell your child, you're stupid, you're an idiot. You're so dumb, what's the matter with you? Those words are cutting to the very core of their being. And they will formulate thoughts, and those thoughts will, will cause them to begin to speak things about themselves that will ultimately... Cause them a lot of trouble in their life. But the reverse is true, that if you feed your kids and and those that you are responsible for with good, wholesome conversation, helping them to understand their strengths and abilities, and I believe in you, I will never uh, stop loving you, I will always, even when you fail and make a mistake, I will be here to pick you up. You are better than this. God created you with a purpose. You have a destination and a destiny in God. And I'm going to help you find it no matter how many times you screw up. You may tick me off, but you can't ever stop me from encouraging you and loving you. Whoa. I'll be here to walk you through it every step of the way. Let me tell you what: You're building faith in the in the heart of your children. You're building courage. Then the conversation, the, they're going to start to believe what you're telling them. The words of your mouth are shaping your children. I've heard many many parents say that. Well, you know, how, I, you know, I don't I don't tell my kids I love them. I'm, I go to work. I, did, I, I get up early. I'm home late. I travel. I do this. I do that. Look at how I provide. Bubba, big shot, big boy. Shut your mouth. Your kids need words that are in line with the Word of God. Your saying is creating something. Your saying is creating your child's future. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. And likewise, you are formulating and forming and fashioning your own future by the words that you are speaking over your own life. That's why, you know, you hear people say this all the time, and I have to be honest with you, sometimes I say it too, and I have to slap myself and slap myself, even though I'm the pastor and I should know better. But sometimes I say, oh, I'm so stupid. How did I, for- how did I f- forget that? I- I'm so dumb. I always forget these things. Now, why would you speak that over yourself? And then you wonder why dumb things happen. Because you are, you are receiving the fruit of your lips. You are creating with your mouth. Life and death are in the power of the tongue. So the third cylinder of faith, we have to know it, we have to believe it, but then we have to speak in alignment with God's Word. God doesn't honor your verbal diarrhea. <laughs> you're complaining, you're squawking, you're doubt-filled, faithless, Words of complaining, God doesn't even hear that. God only hears faith. Remember Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6, I believe it is. He says, Without faith, it is impossible to please God. And anyone who comes to Him must know that He exists and that He is a rewarder of those who diligently seek Him. Oh, man, your enthusiasm is blowing me off the charts today. It's in the saying. It's in the saying. Now, let's see what Jesus said here in Mark's gospel. These are not my words. These are Jesus's words. All I'm doing is taking God at his word. That's all I'm doing. I'm just taking the word for what the word says. I'm not reading anything into it. I'm not going to try to, you know, chop it away and, and overanalyze it. I'm going to take it for what it says. Because the Bible says that every word, the word of God, every bit of it, is active and living and sharper than a two-edged sword. This word is active and living. Don't don't don't, you know, people say, "Well, that wasn't for this genera- uh, for this age or this dispensate. This, this is it. No, man, take the word of God for the word of God. Cuz it's powerful. Don't miss any of it. You put a plate of food in front of me, I eat everything on the plate. I'm not going to toss away parts of the plate. I'll eat everything. You you give me a steak and potatoes and and some broccoli and carrots, I'll gobble it all down every bit of it. And that's how you ought to be with the Word of God. You ought to take it all. right? All right, so Jesus said, we went over this last week, but let's look at it from a different perspective. Have faith in God, for assuredly I say to you. Now, he's giving us a faith lesson. Can everybody see that? Is everybody everybody okay here? He's giving us a faith lesson. He says, have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says, circle the word says, whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes that the things that he says, circle says again, will be done, he will have whatever he says. Circle says again, three times in one verse, he talks about says, 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 three times. If he says this, if he says to the mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast in the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes the things that he says, he'll have whatever he says. Notice, notice something very interesting about this verse. Jesus told the mountain exactly what to do. He told the mountain exactly where to go. He told us, if you say to the mountain, object lesson, he's giving us a lesson on faith. He uses the mountain. He says, if he's talking to them. Let me just give it to you this way. He's talking to them. He says, trying to give them, give them a, a lesson on faith. He says, you know what? Let, let me give you, the, have faith in God. Now, let me see. How could I give you this lesson so you understand? Okay, so let's say this. If you say to this mountain, be thou removed and be thou cast into the sea, and don't doubt it in your heart, but believe whatever you say, mountain, get up and go jump in the sea, you will have, it will be exactly the way you say it. First of all, he's teaching you about the power of your words. Your words can move mountains. But notice in that that he gave specific instruction to the mountain through this, that Jesus is teaching us that we need to give specific instruction. I say to my future, I say to this sickness, I say to my you know, my, my children and over my children, it shall be this and it shall be thus and it shall be so. And if I, I continue to speak that and I continue to believe that with my heart, according to what Jesus has taught us, it will be exactly the way you say it. You say to the mountain, you say to your children, you say to your finances, you say to your health, you say to your future, you say to your business, you tell it exactly what you want it to be. See, that's where I confess. My future is greater than my past. My tomorrows are more blessed than any of my yesterdays. I'm going to walk in the wisdom of God, the knowledge of God, the understanding of God, the prosperity of God, the will of God, the purpose of God. I will fulfill every bit of the purpose and the vision that God has for me in this life. I refuse to be taken out of this life until I fulfill my mission and my purpose. I I refuse to be taken out of this life until I live a long, long, strong, healthy life, fully satisfied according to the word of God. So saying is the third piston or third cylinder, I'll call them cylinder, cylinder of faith that has to be firing and operating, I have to say. Now, you can't go around and say dumb things. And again, it's like it's like when you pray for people, you know, people come up and pray. Well, I'm praying that, you know, my, my son or my, my daughter or whatever, they're having a hard time and you know, maybe they are went back into the world and, uh, I want you to pray with me, pastor, and agree and believe with me that you know, my son and my daughter are, are going to come back to serving God and come back to church and give their heart back to the Lord. Okay, let's pray and believe. We pray, we believe, we pray the prayer of faith. And then as they're leaving, I just put my hand on and say, now, do you believe that this is going to happen? And they turn back and they say, I certainly hope so. Well, you're not believing. You have to know so. From the moment that you get prayed, you pray a prayer of faith, what you have to do now is to start to adjust your confession to that prayer. You have to start adjusting your confession. On this day, August 13th, 2017, I went to the altar and I prayed that my son, my daughter, will turn from the ways of the world and serve God once again, whatever it be, whatever your situation is. And when you walk out of this room, you say, on this day, I released my faith, I used my faith, therefore I confess in alignment with God's word that for me and my whole household, we shall serve the Lord. My children will retreat from the borders of the enemy. You begin to confess the word of God. You begin to speak the word of God. That's what what gives you the ultimate breakthrough. But if you walk out of here not knowing, doubting, you know, I hope so, I don't know. Listen, doubts are going to come to your head, but you've got to override those doubts. He said, if you, if you don't doubt in your heart, that's why you've got to get faith in your heart. You've got to get your faith built up. That happens. How do you get the word into your heart? It's the same way you get food into your stomach. The way you get food into your stomach is you put it in your mouth and you begin to chew it. Until you've chewed it so much that you can't keep it in your mouth anymore, it slips down on the inside of you and it becomes part of you. It's the same way with the word of God. You put the word in your mouth, you start meditating, speaking, muttering the word of God. And the more you do it, the more that word starts to drive itself into the depths of your spirit. Now, when when doubts come to your head, Your heart is already bolstered up because you've been feeding on the word of God. So whatever those doubts are, you may entertain them for a few minutes, but you you bypass your head and go, no, 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 no. My head's telling me this, but my heart's telling me that it's going to be well. My heart's telling me. Am I speaking to anybody in this? You're looking at me like you don't have a... My heart's telling me. My head may be doubting, but my heart knows. In my heart, I know that I know That I know. That's why the word has got to get into your heart. So he says, he says, let's just read it in context and we'll finish here. Have faith in God for surely I say to whoever says to this mountain, be thou removed and be it cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes the things which he says. Notice: say to the mountain, say to the mountain, believe what you say. Say to the mountain, believe what you say. You will have what you say. It will be done for you. You will have what you say. The power of now, let me just leave you with this thought, all right? I, I'm trying to end this, but so much, I, I love getting it. Romans 10, what does it say? It says, "If this is how your salvation happens. If you confess with your mouth and believe with your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you would be saved. How does your salvation come? How does it come? Somebody tell me. Through believing and speaking. I believe in Jesus. I speak Jesus. I get Jesus. Now, if that principle works for salvation, why wouldn't it work for healing? Why wouldn't it work for prosperity? Why wouldn't it work in some other area of my life for peace, joy, whatever it is that I'm looking for? Why wouldn't that same principle work? If it works to get me saved, why can't it work to get me a job? Why, can't it, why, why doesn't it work to, to bring healing to my life? If I confess with my mouth healing and believe with my heart healing, I will manifest healing in my life. Doesn't that line up with what he taught in Mark 11? Doesn't that line up? It's the same thing. It's just in a different context. If I confess prosperity, and believe my heart prosperity, that I'm going to prosper and do well, ultimately that will show up in my life. This is what faith is. This is the third cylinder of faith. Oh, man. Are you getting anything out of this? this? Is this helping you? All right. All right. So let's stand together. Let's say this. We're going to end right here, but let's stand together. All right. Let's say this. All right. First cylinder of faith is knowing. Everybody say knowing. Second cylinder is believing. Third cylinder is saying. I must no, I must believe, and then I must start to speak it. Speak what I know and believe. Don't speak the problem. Don't complain and bellyache. Did you ever notice people that complain and bellyache? All they are, are complainers and bellyachers. They never seem to get anywhere. Why? Because they're in the rut. They're just talking the same, talking the problems. Ah, oh, nothing ever goes for me. Oh, woe is me. Woe is me. Woe is me. Whoa, whoa, woe is me. You're never going to get yourself anywhere talking like that. You're a car that's, you know, you're, you're a, you're a rear-wheel rear drive car with your back-end jacked up. Think about that one. Right, you're jacked up. You hit the gas, you're not going anywhere. Looks like a car, acts like a car, starts up like a car, smells like a car, works like a car, but you ain't getting anywhere because your back-end is jacked up. See what I mean? You gotta stop complaining and belly aching. You gotta start speaking the word. You gotta start speaking in line with the word. You may not know, say, well, that's lying. It's not lying. So well, how can I say I'm healed when I'm sick? Well, you don't go around and say, I'm not sick. You don't go around and say, I'm not sick, I'm not sick. You know, like your leg is in a cast or something. I don't have a broken leg. You're crazy, that's not what we're teaching. You may say, yeah, I may, have, I may be sick, but according to God's Word, I'm well. I'm mending. I'm getting better. I'm healing. That's what you say. You don't, you don't deny that you're, yeah, oh, sure, I'm, I'm going through a battle right now, but I know I'm going through and I'm coming out the other side because God's Word says, by His stripes I am healed. The whippings that Jesus took upon His back, 39 stripes we believe, prove that I am healed. Every one of those stripes was meant for my healing, bodily healing. It's in the atonement. So I can't just go around and talk about my problems. i got to start speaking the Word of God. That's why you have to know it. That's why you have to start believing it. It's for you. And then you'll start talking in alignment with the Word. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Come on, put your hands together and give Him praise.
0: Tune in tomorrow afternoon at 2 for More Than Conquerors with Pastor Ray.